A new report card on the performance of the world's tuna fisheries management organisations shows significant improvements are marred by a need to bring ecosystem considerations into management strategies. Next week, the United Nations will convene in New York to evaluate how governments are fulfilling their commitments under the UN Fish Stocks Agreement. These include being committed to the conservation and management of fish stocks based on precautionary science-based management as laid out in the agreement, which was adopted in 1995. Ahead of the New York meeting, the Pew Charitable Trust has evaluated how the world's five regional fisheries management organizations have fulfilled their duties since the last conference in 2016. Kuroi Hawkins spoke to Pew's International Fisheries Director, Grant Lee Galland, about the scorecard. Well, one thing we're seeing is a, a pretty substantial change from 2016, which is the last time this meeting got together at the United Nations headquarters in New York to review the progress of these fisheries bodies around the world. Um, And there has been a substantial improvement really in their um, activities from 2016 to to seven years later in 2023. And they'll be getting together again next week to to renew that review. (laughs) And um, and we also wanted to redo our scorecard. And that's where we have seen a, a real improvement in the scores over those seven years. It's always a case of improvement, but still more work to be done with these things. Where where is the where is the work to be done still? Yeah, and that's absolutely the case here as well. And so, where we've seen the most improvement are issues related to combating illegal fishing, for example. Um, and that's something that you know everyone can champion. There's never really anybody opposing um, trying to improve our our record on illegal fishing. Uh, but there are a few things that do continue to need improvement, and that's um, a commitment to the ecosystem approach to fisheries management. And what that means is um, considering not just the species that you're targeting, whether that's a yellowfin tuna or a swordfish, but instead considering the impact of those fisheries on the entire ecosystem. Um, and that may be the impact on bait populations for um, squid that's used on swordfish longline fisheries or small sardines that are used on um, bait boat uh, pole and line fisheries or it may just be the impact of the fishery itself on bycatch and other um, non-targeted species so that's that's one area that still needs some improvement and then we would like to see a continued commitment or a renewed focus on the precautionary approach where Um, That's sort of a technical term that um, fisheries managers use to ensure that their policies are um, forward thinking and and science based and will um, and should ensure that the fisheries continue to be sustainable uh, over a whole host of possible future natures. I had the um, privilege of being able to attend the Pacific Tuna Commission um, Summit in Da Nang um, last year. And it was quite, quite an eye-opener. A lot of people around the table there. And it was interesting to see the different different perspectives and where people are coming from. In terms of the Pacific Tuna, tuna um, RFMO and what it's achieved, um, one of the things that's been a, a sticking point is it's a reluctance to move on to the science-based approach to fisheries management. Um, is is that 
anywhere in the realm of, of some of the stuff that you've looked at in your school card? Or am I going off on a completely different tangent? No, that's absolutely accurate. And I'm, I'm glad you were able to uh, observe that meeting because it was an important moment for the Pacific and that they did um, adopt the structure of what will become a, a harvest strategy, a, a precautionary science-based harvest strategy. But you're right, there was reluctance to commit to implementing that strategy. And, and one of the big advantages of that form of fisheries management is that it includes automatic harvest rules that um, limit the catch automatically based on science and without political negotiation. So we would like to see them uh, commit to implementing their new structure. And that way, we know that the, some of the politics will be taken out of the, the fisheries management process in the Pacific. And um, I'm hopeful that that will happen over the next couple of years on, for example, skipjack tuna. That's the, the main species that we get in our, in our cans across uh, North America, for example, but also really worldwide. Um, and hopefully they'll also expand that commitment to other important species as well. Going back to the United Nations fish stocks uh, agreement, um, you, you're mentioning in your scorecard here, not some countries not meeting important legal obligations. What are you talking about there? Um, well, the our scorecard was mostly focused on the activity of the full regional bodies, so not any specific um, governments that have or haven't done something. And um, But what what we've seen is, and you'll see here um, throughout the scorecard, a, a, a series of, you know, kind of stoplight um, colors associated to, to each of the areas that where we tried to offer them a grade. Um, but we are seeing that they're not necessarily following what they promise they will do, whether that's under this United Nations agreement, which is a broad treaty covering many countries around the world, or whether it's under their individual regional bodies that cover just a, a single ocean. And so what we would like the members of these bodies to do is follow through with implementing what they've promised to do by signing on to those treaties and signing on to the resolutions or recommendations that um, the bodies make individually. Summing up, um, what would be the best outcome for you coming coming out of this review coming up? Great question. I, I think that we would like the members, the UN members who are party to this um, to this body, this treaty to continue to commit to the precautionary approach, as I mentioned, to double down on our commitment to harvest strategies and to have a renewed focus on the ecosystem-based approach to fisheries management. These are three areas that could really benefit from strong recommendations from this meeting to all of its members, and then from each of those members to the regional fisheries bodies where they are, participate. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. And obviously, we'll follow up once the meetings happen and, and see what actually has come out of it. That would be great. Thank you.